0: Grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet, as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper, as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Hapstreet. I'm a medical intuitive, quantum healer, and your host for Light Laughter and Lattes. So welcome, everyone, and happy Wednesday afternoon. We are in this little magnificent time right now. We are um, just coming out of this 8-8 8-8 eight, eight Gate, where we had this like reset. We had the ability to receive the codes, the activations, to reset our being so that we can move into like a blank whiteboard, right? So now we can create anew and not create from the past unless we want to. So it's as fabulous time for humanity. And we're like in this 72-hour processing period that's like three days from the 8th, the 9th, the 10th. I think we are on the maybe the last day of this. So how is everyone doing, right? Um, Jump in the chat and say hi if you're here. Hello to everyone at Oneness Talk Radio YouTube. And oneness talk radio, Facebook. So, jump in and say hi if you're here. I'd love to um, know that you're here and love to say hi and have you a part of the conversation today. And so, now we've had these energies that we've received, these codes, these activations. um, They were extremely intense for me, anyways, and I'm still. Processing my way through it as I, you know, I'm guessing many are probably they don't even know that that's what they're doing. And then tomorrow we have this full moon, and I believe it is. Let me take a peek, it's a full bounty moon. Doesn't that sound wonderful? So, this has been a big week of up level energy. And speaking of up level energy, that is really what my topic is about today. It is about the kundalini awakening. And if there ever was an up-level energy, certainly the kundalini would be that. So so what is the kundalini energy? Well, it's an earth-based energy. And it starts at the root chakra and it rises up through all of the chakras, right? Like if you've seen the interweaving or intertwining. Um, It is the Shiva and the Shakti energy in perfect union and perfect balance, right? One on the left side, masculine, feminine, feminine energy moving up together. And it is sacred union. It is from the earth. It is an activation. Um, When you say yes Uh, You know, I'm an abundant being. I'm here to be of service. I have a lot to give. And that's kind of the initial activation of this energy because that knowing of your abundance kind of cradles the Kundalini and assists it to rise up. And it rises up. It's this massive heat, fire, creative, and sexual energy that goes through and it literally. Blows out, clears out a fire of transmutation. All of the all of the um, congestions and diseases and whatever that is less than in the body, it it transmutes it all. And my belief on this is, once that experience happens, you have transcended the need to come back here again. Like you've completed what you've needed to complete for this life experience on this planet all the lessons are resolved and if you were ever to come back to earth again it would be because you want to to be of service not because you need to because you have unfinished business so it may be what people would call freedom you're now free right you have none of those pains doubts traumas dramas whatever holding you back you've been cleared and you are free so It's an exciting energy, and um, and it does a number of things besides clearing out your whole body and freeing you. It blasts open your heart, and it offers you that um, you know the perfect balance in the heart. And it goes through, opens up your truth chakra, it opens up your vision, your psychic, psychic abilities, and your divine connection. And so many people share when they've had a Kundalini awakening that now they can see their guides, they can see angels, they can have, um, they've, they've got strong, um, um, strong intuitive qualities in, in, you know, different gifts all of a sudden arise because all that has stopped you is cleared, right? The veil has been cleared and now everything's open and available. So it's, Um, And it can happen in many, many, many different ways. Um, I know of people who um, have done it through music, great tones have done it, Um, you know, get in an energy balance sometimes where all the chakras are opened at once, can ignite a spontaneous one. It can happen through um, dancing, meeting your beloved partner. And so it can get ignited in a number of different ways. Um, but the key is that you really need to feel safe. You need to have a strong first chakra in that you feel safe in being who that, being that which you really are and okay to being out in the world and being seen, right? And so that kundalini energy needs, needs a strong base to rise from. And so... um, And the the strong energy of knowing that you deserve because you were born, and and this is all around the first chakra, but that's where this energy rises from, is from the base of the spine, the first chakra. And that rises up literally through all the chakras and all the chakra centers through and up through the crown. So um, I'm going to share with you a bit about this. I have been through three, well, not completely through three, I've been through two kundalini rising experiences, and I'm currently on my third one. And you're probably wondering, like, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because um, just because you've had the experience doesn't mean you've sustained the energy. There are two different things. A lot of people can have a spontaneous kundalini rising, and if they fall back into victim mode, which is a very dense, right? If, you, if you've had a rising, you're up. You've been lifted up through the chakra system. You've been lifted up into different states of consciousness. But if that energy hasn't been anchored and you have a trauma or a drama and you go back down into victim mode, that energy can drop back down again. And so I had that happen to me twice. And so this time around, it was like my soul said, okay, this isn't going to happen again. You are going to take this slowly and become a master of this experience so that you can sustain it. So that is um, actually why I have a (laughs) 30-minute show to share with you, because it has been a huge learning process for me. And so I want to share with you a bit, you know, each of my experiences were ignited in different ways. And I want to share those with you um, in hopes that it may help you if you have these energies moving through you, if you're wondering what they are, um, if they're moving through you and they may be stuck, which has happened to me, how you can get them moving again. There's so many things and this energy is so massive, so forceful that it can wreak havoc on your physical body. Um, if you don't know what to do with them, they're, they're extremely powerful energies. So, um, I'm going to share first my, the first time, my first experience, my first experience was when I was about 34 years old and I ignited it with a really pure intention. And my intention was, you know, universe, show me who I am, show me what I can create, Show me my mission for this lifetime and show me how to do it. And I took these intentions and I printed them out huge and I pasted them on my bedroom wall so that every morning I woke up, I saw these intentions. And so I added a lot of energy to it. And my intention has always been, show me these things so that I may be of greater service to not only myself and humanity, and service is really a huge key when it comes to the kundalini energy. It's like the universe and the earth says, here, if you're going to be of service, then let me help you. Let me help you clear everything out so that in unison with me, the planet, you can assist to be of service to those around. So that, that was my intention. And that ignited... Um, a series of dreams that I had that went one night after the next after the next. And they weren't dreams. I was, it was was an experience where I was put into another state of consciousness and I was shown all those things that I asked for. I was shown what I could create. I was shown what I came here to do. I was shown my healing gifts and I had um, each night I would come back and go to sleep. And I was shown that I need to trust. And I was in all these experiences where I was healing um, girlfriends of mine from high school, you know, just from a distance. And it turned out later that that actually happened. (laughs) When I went to a class reunion, I discovered that it wasn't just a dream. I was actually doing the work. And along with that came premonitions. I was shown things that were going to happen ahead of time. And they actually did. Um, I was on my way to a John Cougar Camp concert, and as I was going down the road, I had the vision, I was being shown that a police officer was going to pull me over. And immediately, I slowed down, and I said, no, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to get pulled over. And as, as I was driving into this small town, it's actually the town that I'm from in Minnesota, I didn't break fast enough as I entered this small town. And sure enough, there was a police officer right there (laughs) who pulled me over. And the vision I was shown was hearts coming from my heart to his. And And as he was taking my driver's license back to look at it, I said, okay, well, I was shown that hearts coming from mine to his, so I need to send him love. So I did that. I visually sent hearts from my heart to his, sending him love. And he came back and he said, I'm not going to give you a ticket. I'm just going to give you a warning. You need to slow down here, but this won't go on your record. And later I found out with all the girls that I went to this concert with that he's like the toughest police officer in this town and he never lets anyone go and he never gives warnings. So I had a series of these things happening. I had people that were deceased coming back and giving me messages for people I loved to, to send to them. And I had creations that were so magical. Anything I thought about or focused on would appear. Um, I it, it was incredible. It was beyond my imagination. Guides were speaking to me. Angels were appearing. And this was my first experience of a kundalini awakening. And I had no idea that that's what I was experiencing. I had never even heard the word kundalini before. I didn't know what was happening to me. But I can tell you that I trusted the process without doubt. At the time, I was married to someone that I felt extremely safe with. My body felt perfectly safe, which allowed my spiritual abilities to soar. Um, And that is so key with the kundalini energy is feeling safe. Um, Any spiritual experience where you're getting ready to fly or travel dimensions or to levitate or to do any of these things that aren't common everyday things that may seem a little woo woo to people, right? Um, Your physical body needs to feel really safe to allow those experiences to happen. Otherwise they won't happen. So that was one of the keys for me is I was with someone that I felt very safe with. So during that period of time, um, I was able to soar spiritually because my body felt safe. So that was um, that was when I was 34. Um, another key to it was my very, very pure intention about really, I want to be of highest service to everyone. So show me, tell me why I'm here. show me my mission, and you know, show me how to get there. So that that opened up this this whole experience. And along the way, I was guided, you know, angelically guided to books, to practices. At one point, um, it was Wayne Dyer I was guided to, and he has something that's called um, a Japa meditation, where you put up your hands and you breathe, you pull your energy up and you breathe it out your, um, you breathe it out into your hands, right? And so now I know this practice to be a miracle manifestation practice. Well, I was being shown that back then. Before I even knew that there was this miracle manifestation practice. And that's really what helped bring up that energy out my third eye. Because that's the key is to raise that energy up and out your third eye. So I did this and I i had this, the, this full experience. And it was magical, incredible. I was creating instantly. The money was flowing like crazy. The coincidences were were nonstop. The synchronicities were everywhere. Um, It it, it was beyond anything I could have imagined. And then I went through, um, then I went through a divorce. And the divorce was extremely challenging. And I sunk down into victim consciousness. And with that sinking into victim consciousness, I lost that energy. It went down with it. So that was, that was my first experience, but I was shown. I was shown with all these visions, you know, what I needed to do to um to really anchor the truth of who I was and why I came here. And I'm going to take a little peek at my notes. I need my glasses to do this. Um, so my second I had then I had a second one. Uh, my second experience was I went on a spiritual journey to India. With my spiritual teachers, which are Master Lady Kira Ra and Wisdom Teacher Sri Ramka. And we went and visited a couple of the Joy And you may not even know what a Joy is. I didn't know at the time. I didn't even know when we went to India that that's where we were going. I just, when my soul calls, I say yes. And I don't even know always what I'm saying yes to. Sometimes I just jump in blindly. And so that's where we went is to some of these jyotirlingams. lingams. And I want to tell you a little bit about what they are in case you don't know, because I think it helps to have a little background on them. Um, the lingam is the symbol of the Hindu god Shiva. So it's, it's the, the symbol of Shiva. And joita means light and lingam means sign. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to attempt to show you what a picture of a joita linga looks like. And we'll see if it works. Okay, it's not working. I, for some reason, it's not working. Um, but they're kind of, um, some of them are tall and like elongated and they almost look like a giant rock. But they're this pillar of massive light. so it's, And it's a symbol of the god Shiva. Um, and so the story of the Joy Trilinga is, is that there was a quarrel between Brahma, who's the creator, and Vishnu, the preserver. And then each claimed to be the supreme lord. And then a ta- terrible battle ensued, plunging the universe in confusion and causing great distress to all living creatures. So Shiva was moved by compassion and manifested into a blazing pillar of light, challenging Brahma and Vishnu to find the base and top of the pillar. So Brahma took the form of a sign and vanished into the sky, hoping to see the top of the pillar. Vishnu took the form of a boar and dug down into the earth to find its base. So neither could find what they were looking for. They came back exhausted and disoriented. And at that moment, the central part of the pillar opened up and Shiva was revealed in all his glory. So Brahma and Vishnu realized they were wrong and acknowledged Shiva is the supreme being. So the Jyotirlingas are located in places where Shiva appeared as a pillar of light. Each one bears the name of the deity that lives there. And each one of these deities represents a different aspect of Shiva and a different energy. And so there's 12 of these Jyotalingas in India. And I've been to a few of them. Um, The most powerful experience I had was when a group of us went to um, Somnath, which is the location of one of these Shiva lingams. And we were all standing together in the very, 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 very back with all these young um, monk boys. They were all singing in front of us. It was really beautiful. And they only open like the doors to these joyterlingas for like a short amount of time to like everyone receive the light. And then they close the doors again and they move the people out. And then another group of people can come in. So we got lucky. We showed up like right when they're getting ready to open these doors. And we were listening to these beautiful little choir boys singing their songs, you know, singing out of pitch. And they were just gorgeous. And they opened the doors to this and this massive like ball of light um, came like flying out. And unless you have your, your vision open, you wouldn't have been able to see it. And Master Lady Kira Ra actually caught this energy and she was guided to like place it over all of our heads to, to rub this energy on all of us, which she did. And the only thing I can say, it was the biggest, most massive feeling of love. Like the love was so intense that I was almost gasping for breath, like when you jump into cold water and you can't get your breath because the love was so intense, like it was hard to receive it all. (laughs) And so that, that was the experience. And when we all got back to the hotel where we were staying, we sat in a large circle and we were trying to verbally process out loud our experience It's so important when you have a huge spiritual experience like this to talk about it, to write about it, to anchor the energy of it. Otherwise, it just becomes an experience that kind of floats through you that you can easily write off and not anchor and take in the full energies of it. So it it took some processing for all of us. The amount of love and healing that this light offered was like nothing I've ever felt in my life except for the birth of my children. That's the only comparison I have. And so needless to say, um, when I returned back home again, this ignited a second kundalini rising. And so it started all over again. The energy rises up, massive amount of heat, massive amount of creation energy that wants to be created. It wants to be used to create, to create, to create. I mean, that's what we are. We're creators, right? And so um, I had this energy again for a while, but I was um, in the, still in the middle of this divorce process and I was on my way now, but not to court, but to mediation. And so what's what's mediation? Well, mediation is really a coming into the middle, right? Instead of going to a judge and saying, can you judge the experience? It's a coming, you know, If in my case, the masculine and feminine energy coming in the middle. It was an outward symbol of where I was at the masculine and feminine energy rising up in the middle. It was a perfect reflection, but at the time I was not, I was not totally anchored in that. I had a knowing that I think this is what I'm being shown that this mediation is a meeting in the middle, but I couldn't let go of my mind. My mind said, well, he does, he did this, he did that everything's so out of balance. He's never going to agree to give me what is mine. And my mind went off the wrong end of this whole thing without seeing the gift of it. And I showed up in mediation, basically in victim consciousness again, and lost the energy a second time. <laughs> oh, I can I can laugh at it now because I'm in a great place now. But it was it was a lot of journeys with this energy. And um so that was my second time and I lost it again. Okay. So the third time I was guided to go to Ecuador to Toso Blue Mountain for one of their um, New Year's events. And there's this kind of magical box that had just come in. It was a sacred ancient box that had held um, you no know, sacred ancient energies and wishes and dreams and creations. And we were all to put for the new year, take a lot of time and energy and really put what we wanted into this sacred box, our our greatest wish, our greatest manifestations for ourselves. And so my intention that I put in the box was sacred union. And so sacred union is really just another word for the kundalini energy. It's the masculine and energy, masculine and feminine energy rising up together in sacred union. So that was my intention. By the time I had left Tosa Blue Mountain, this energy started up again. And by the time I got back to where I live in the United States in Idaho, my body had already started expanding and taking on a completely different shape and form. And that would be the beginning, which has been... Five years of me learning to master this energy and how it works. And I'm on my fifth year, which is very fascinating because in ascended numerology, five is the number of Shiva. And I'm very clear that I'm at the end of this, but I had to take it slow so that this time I can sustain it. I had to take it slow so that I could gain the wisdom and the understanding of the energy and what it takes to hold on to it, to create with it, and to not lose it. And so these are some of the things that I want to share with you because it is an energy that's been activated in many lately. And I believe it will continue to as we all keep rising in service with our intention to be of service. And as we feel more and more safe and coming out and being the truth of who we are, which is this month we are in right now, and so if any of you are going through this experience, I have quite a few tips. <laughs> as I as I've been walking through this experience for for three for I'm going on my fifth year, um, and before I go through these, I just want to acknowledge there's so many. Wonderful people in the chat. Hello, Paul, Paulina. Um, thank you for being here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, my first experience was a spiritual awakening. Yes, yes. People sometimes will, um, if they're not aware of these experiences, they might think they're going psychotic. Um, there, There's a, a lot of people that have gone you know, they say they've gone crazy because of, because of a Kundalini rising. That's, that's very possible. I know experiences of people who have done it so quickly that the fire that came through was so intense that they ended up in the emergency room. So there is many, many different experiences with this energy. And so there is a lot of value in a, a slow experience. I mean, Even when I have initial rushes of it, it burns the roof of my mouth. It burns my throat. It burns my hair. Um, I've lost lots of hair and have hair fried on the top of my head, like two inches long. And that's more the ascended kundalini, which is a little more intense. I'll talk a little bit about that later. That's because that's different than the traditional one. I'm going to keep reading a little bit here. Um, fog-like spinning. Yeah, Bhatia, this Lionsgate was intense. It was really intense. So be gentle on yourself. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go a little bit into this, this third time around, um, after I put my intention in the magic box and, um, this started again, this, the slow process. Um, what I learned is it would start out at the root, and if I didn't get myself to a place where I felt extremely safe and I didn't feel abundant in nature, in my 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 spiritual abundance. Um, it may have been good for me to go out and actually um, volunteer somewhere. That would have assisted the energy a little bit more. But then that energy would gather, it would be held in the first chakra and it would cause problems. And so what I noticed was I would get very sore legs, sore feet, swollen feet. My internal heating system in my body would shut down. So I would literally get ice cold. And so these are. Things that will happen if you don't have a healthy root chakra. In my case, it was that this energy, this massive amount of energy was sitting there. And if it wasn't lifting, it was causing problems in those areas. So it would mean pedicures, foot baths, um, walking barefoot in nature, um, doing any kind of root chakra exercises. And really, it was about finding a way to really feel safe. And for me, that was often going back home to visit with my family. I've That's a place that I've always felt safe to be myself. And so that might not be the case for you, but it helps to find that place. You know, whatever it might be, friends or a location. Um, nature was always good for me for that, to find a really great place with lots of trees for grounding. And so once I would feel safe enough, then that energy would rise up to the the sacral chakra. And then I would have to get into massive creative mode, massive flow mode, drink a lot of water, swim in a lot of water, dance. If I didn't, I would have a buildup in my organs of reproduction And it would start to cause problems there. I would have problems with elimination. That's the area of the body where you get rid of what doesn't work for you and you create anew. And it's about flowing through the changes and cycles of life. And I was also going through, um, um, you know... Menopause, too. So lots of hot flashes and imbalance in hormones and things like that. So I would have to literally create and do exercises and drink a lot of water to help that energy rise further. And then where we commonly get stuck is right at the third chakra, which makes a lot of sense because that's our power center. And Being in your power is, I think, an underlying fear, an unconscious fear for almost everyone. And so the energy would often rise up, you know, easier to the third chakra and there it would get stuck and I would get huge. I would get big. It's like it blocked everything in my body and it created everything from pancreas issues to kidney issues to then the kidneys weren't working right, so I was retaining water. And then the heart was having a hard time to circulate the water, so blood pressure, any number of things, because it was stuck right there in the solar plexus. So the resolve for that was yoga, doing you know a lot of up dogs to stretch out the solar plexus, a lot of dancing and movement a lot of drinking water and a huge, huge assistance for me. And I believe this is a big assistance for more things than just this was plant medicine. Um, I had six, six um, San Pedro journeys during this experience and the San Pedro journey is massive Shakti. Shakti is the energy that comes up through the feet that helps this energy rise and so those were huge in helping me move this energy through me. Um, and even in between the San Pedros would be, you know, microdoses of marijuana, also microdoses of magic mushrooms. Um, these plant medicines are brilliant at relaxing the ego. And the ego likes to control, and the mind likes to control. And I wanted to either control this energy or like, what should I do? Where should I go? What should I do next or worry about the energy? And the solar plexus is, is about trusting and not controlling, right? And it would be stuck right there in that trust or control center. So if I could take any, any micro doses of these things, my my ego or my brain would relax enough and then the energy would just flow. And that was a huge, huge, huge secret for me. These And the, these would show up as gifts from people. It's not something that I even sought out. They just, as I would pray and say, show me what I need to do or bring to me what I need, they would just appear for me in the most amazing of ways. And oftentimes I was even a little hesitant because I was never one to explore with these kind of Uh, medicines when I was younger or even in college or beyond. That was just a world that I stayed out of. And now I see the massive um, gift that they have because our greatest detriment to our spiritual growth is our minds and our ego. And so if we can just relax them, then we can receive everything we need. And we can also flow in the way that, that we need to flow. Okay, I'm going to take another peek and see where I'm at. Um, Yes, glad to share my story, Leslie. And belly dancing, perfect. That's perfect. I didn't do that. But I did, um, one thing I did add, um, that you reminded me, is one of those vibration machines. Um, At one point, I was having so much water retention, the lymphatic system, all this energy being held inside of me, that I needed to, I needed to do a lot of support, a lot of herbal support for the organs <laughs> because they were being stressed. And one of those vibration machines, I got one of the Life Pro like, um, like vibration. Um, it's like a not a mat; it's bigger than a mat, but not the big, huge machine because they take up a lot of space. Where it just really vibrates you. Um, NASA uses them in space so that the astronauts don't use lose bones density or muscle mass. And so I did that like for 10 minutes, three times a day. Um, and it helps to shake up and move the energy. Great for a lot of other things. Um, that was one of the things that helped me through plant medicine in the right place. Yeah. I, I, I really, um, saved my san. I only did my San Pedro's in the right place. Um, I, I've, I've been able to use other plant medicines in a microdose on my own. Um, I do a microdose so that so that I can still be effective and work and do things in the day, as opposed to um, on the Pedro's that's not even possible. It, it's a journey. <laughs> Another great tool during that period of time and always is the living onk. And I know most of you in the chat know this practice, but that is an igniting of the light in the left foot, the crystalline light, the gold in the right, rising that energy up to the root chakra, up to the top of the head, bringing in the green and back. That is an ignition of kundalini. That is the spiraling up of the Shiva Shakti, the the sacred union, right? So that exercise is a great exercise And that also helps to blow out and move the energy up and through. So that was great help. And if you don't know that exercise, you know, go to Sriandkira.com and look under the spiritual practices and find that one because it is a great exercise for everyone this entire month. And so what this this energy does, and and a big thing too was trusting myself because the energy was so slow moving for so many years that I always had to trust And the minute that I thought I knew what I was doing is the minute I didn't know anything about what I was doing. And so it was such a trust that my soul was going to guide me to the next step. And that was, it it was such a key because the next step was always often different than the step before. But you know, the mind likes to put things in patterns like it, this is how I did it last week and it worked for me. So I'm going to try the same things this week. Well, that didn't always work. Okay, and so that energy rises up when it makes it through the solar plexus, then it goes to the heart, and it opens up the heart. And for me, it feels like a burn, like a massive burning. And then it goes up through the throat so that you can speak your truth, you know, through the eyes, opening the vision, affecting the eyes, and then opening up opening up to the divine. Some of the... um I don't know, side effects of this energy is the massive heat, the massive burning in the throat, the burning in the roof of my mouth, loss of hair, um, water retention, weight gain, but a huge release of energy. And, and often before each experience was a large amount of anxiety energy because it's the um, subconscious that knows something big is about to happen and it doesn't really know what. So there's this huge amount of anxiety. And then when the body can relax and the mind relaxes, then the energy can flow. And then the result, when after all of those things happen, always flow. You know, always monetary flow almost immediately immediately within a day or two afterwards. Um, abundance of magic showing up, coincidence showing up. Balance, because that heart that gets blown open um, is what brings in the balance, and so everything that's out of balance has to come back into balance. A massive amounts of joy, massive amounts of creation energy. I mean that it, it, it's the instant manifestation is fabulous. I'm going to take a quick peek too. I see you all writing in, and I want to, I want to see. Okay, awesome. Yes, it feels like hot flashes of menopause. Matter of fact, I was doing both at the same time. So I've I've been on fire for a few years now. (laughs) I I do want to share that there's there's gifts in doing things slowly. I, I can say that many times on this journey, especially this five year journey of this Kundalini experience. I've been very frustrated. I mean, I love having a physical body and I love to dance and I love to hike up a mountain and ski down a mountain and do yoga and all of those things. And they were challenging. I've been carrying 20 extra pounds of water weight and feet that are swollen and legs that are sore and you know, a heart that's trying to pump all this extra water. So all those things that I adore doing I haven't been able to do. I wasn't comfortable in my clothes, nothing fit. Then I stopped going out and doing my joy because I didn't feel comfortable in my body. And so it was extremely, extremely challenging. But, but the gift of it is, is that I will be able to sustain the experience. And to sustain the energy is, is unbelievable. I during, during this use of these plant medicines, um, I found a show, I don't recall if it was Netflix, called, I think it was Psychonauts, but it was an experience where a, a comedian in Wisconsin loved trying all these plant medicines. So he went through, you know, mushrooms, ayahuasca, LSD, you name it, the whole gamut of them. And they filmed him as he was having these experiences. Well, at one point in the journey, he gets um, he's with a therapist and he gets a shot of ketamine. And during this, he's laying on the couch and during the shot of ketamine, he's like, oh, my God, I'm the creator of everything. And literally, I'm, I'm weaving creation and I'm watching him going, oh, my God, I've been on this journey for 13 years Two trips to India, 12 trips to Ecuador, 12 trips to Guatemala, one trip to Uruguay, one trip to Bhutan. You know, it's taken me 10 years to wrap myself around that realization. He does it it in an hour and doesn't leave his couch. (laughs) So for like three days, I'm like, why wasn't I shown this ketamine thing? And then it it wrapped my whole experience together where you can – You can go have these experiences, but unless they're anchored and the wisdom is gained and you really have been able to wrap your mind and your energy and anchor it, they can become just that an experience where you can walk away and say, well, that was cool, but that was the result of a plant medicine or that was cool. That was just a result of a trip to India. So the value of being able to really take things slow is that you could integrate it. You can understand it. You can get the wisdom from it and you can own the energy. And then you can, you know, later teach about it because, because you really know it well. And so the last, the last, you know, piece of this that I, I want to share is that the Kundalini energy it's an earth-based energy it's really of the third dimension when it rises you it clears you of the experiences from the third dimension but like everything right now it we're ascending so everything is being transmuted into a higher version so like we've got the physical body and more of us are living in our in our uh, light bodies Right. We've got the third dimensional experience, but now we're fifth and seventh dimensional experience. So everything is being taking on an ascended form because everything in the third dimension is an illusion. So, of course, the Kundalini then would, would be an ascended Kundalini. So there now is there is that experience, too, which is quite different than the traditional Kundalini. I don't know enough about it yet that I could offer even a 30-minute show on it. I can say that it is more of a high-frequency, intense, like an electric fire that happens differently than the powerful base rising up energy. Um, But that is another experience that we have an opportunity to experience, and I don't know where it takes you once you've gotten there or what it does or anything about it. But I just wanted to put that out there is that there's more, right? There's always more. We just keep creating and lifting things into a higher expression. And and that would be the higher expression of the Kundalini energy. I'm going to take a peek and see if any of you have called in or on the line. I do have the call line open. Let me put let me put the number up really quick in case someone wants to call in. And if you have any questions about the Kundalini or what you're going through, I know I know many people have mistaken it because they didn't know what it was for, and and for a psychosis thing. Um, luckily, I didn't have those experiences. They were all I have all good experiences of that, and I don't know why, but. So I'm going to I'm going to draw a cards of clarity for us all. And actually I'm going to I'm going to in honor of the Shiva and Shakti energy, I'm going to pull two cards. And so I just want to do a little sharing. I know some of you that are here now were here last week when Patty and I did a show together and I have to laugh because last week's show was so disjointed. But I was just getting ready. I had all of this energy in me. And it was ready to blast off. And it literally blasted off during the show. So I was all over the place as we were talking about abundance. And I got done. And we were like, oh, my goodness. What just happened? So, but I I left the show up because... You know, it's an ignition for anyone who who wants it. You can go back and get that kundalini ignition energy from last week. So I pulled out two cards. One is the Benevolent Ones 10. And I'm going to read that quickly. Step into the void without any hesitancy. You are benevolent energy in action. And to embody this step, you are being asked to release two things. Limits and Judgment. The essence of benevolence is kindness, and the intention to only offer kindness is benevolence in action. How can you be kind when you hold limits towards yourself and judgments of others? The first benevolent act you can honestly perform is the one that frees you from the chains of chaos and suffering by walking your path without hesitation. It is the hesitation that is holding the limits It is the hesitation that is creating the false judgments. Be free to be kind. It is, after all, your birthright. Okay, and the second card I picked was Universal Rainbow. Ascended Master 15. This is a fun one. Universal Rainbow. You are the miracle. As you have been seeking the manifestation of miracles in your life, It is time to claim the miracle that is in front of you now, you. Each morning when you arise, you are in the experience of the miracle of this planet, this life, this experience of love. Start each day celebrating this truth. Expand this morning recognition into each experience of the day and breathe in the allowing energy that wishes to manifest miracles in all ways throughout your interactions. It is now the time for you to claim this truth without reluctance in any form. This is the moment you have been waiting for. Let the miracle manifest in you, through you, and as you. Okay, thank you so much for being here. It was fun to see you all in the chat. And I hope you have a fabulous week. Stepping into the void and all your miracles are there. They're ready to manifest into form. Um, Getting this universal rainbow card right before the full moon. You guys all have your miracles headed your way. So have a fabulous week. Namaste. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com. And check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance. And I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.